It's 11.02 Central Daylight Time, and welcome to the Duke of Pipso podcast, coming to you live from the Pepper Family Wildlife Center in Chicago, Illinois. I'm Martin. And I'm Martin. And now, let's find out if Matt can fit his head inside a lion's mouth. Yep, well, there's no way to know that. Uh, no, you go down, get crawl over like the fencing, and have the lion open its mouth and put your head in it. Okay. All right, well, I'm going to do that. Also, I thought you, when you said that, I thought you were talking about just a drinking fountain that looked like a lion's mouth, not a real lion's mouth. I'm not... So you're you know, not going to do it now? I just said I didn't know. I thought, I'm anyway. Whatever. Just forget about it. Well, just talking it. about talking about putting your head in a lion's mouth, you know, makes me think about uh, going to amusement parks. You know, uh, fun family fun, fried yeah. food, cotton candy, right? Yeah. So it is summertime. And, you know, the carnivals are around. People like to go to theme parks, like to ride on the roller coasters. Yes. So let's let's talk about that, Matt. Sure. Now, when we're let's just make sure that we're being clear. We we don't mean the circus. No, it's not the circus. Right. That's a, a totally different thing. It's a thing just where you go on rides, you eat food. And you make memories that last a lifetime, which they do because we're still talking about them even on this podcast. Uh, exactly. So, uh, like, let me open sort of with the kind of memory that I'm talking about. So I was probably, well, I'd say in second or third grade, and it was one of those, like, traveling carnivals that comes, you know, they go from town to town, carnies and all that, and they had a tilt-a-whirl ride. Do you know what I'm talking about with that? Yep. So, they had the circle in the middle that you could spin the thing to make it spin around even faster. Yes. So, it was myself and my two neighbors were on it, and as soon as we got on, I knew it was a bad idea. And I told them they kept spinning the thing as fast as they could and faster and faster. And I said, you got to stop spinning. I'm going to puke. <clears throat> well, that didn't work. They kept spinning it faster and faster and faster. Until, sure enough, I vomited everywhere on our little cart thing. It's probably, you know... One of the reasons why the people that work at those look so crazy is probably because that's probably one of the things you have to do more than anything is clean up vomit when you work there. And then I assume they use, they use that like sawdust right. mixture, which seems fancy, but have you ever thought maybe it was just sawdust? Yeah, I, I never thought it wasn't just sawdust. And so then they put that on there, and then they, like, sweep it up, and then the thing is fine. It's clean then? Yeah, sure. Yeah. don't. There's are, no sort of residual debris or germs? No. Nope. Oh, 
No. Well, maybe doctors should use sawdust. They, you're right. Like in the operate, in the operating room, it seems a lot cheaper than their fancy cleaning supplies. Well, so the rides there are, you know, probably if we had any understanding of how like half baked the rides are and like how like little they do to maintain them, we would probably it would terrify us now since we're old enough to be scared of like getting hurt. Like true. They they're like, you know, they're like space junk, like you know, from Star Wars or something like that. Um, they make all kinds of weird sounds. They're dirty, you know. Uh, but I mean, they work. People do get hurt they, on them. They mostly work. Yeah. Uh, there was that one just recently. There was a ride in Florida at some like third-rate amusement park, where like it's the ride where you go up the big pole and then they just drop you really fast. And the guy was not buckled in right and just fell off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so let me just say also uh, that the last time I went to a a ride in amusement park, I was sure I was going to fall off and get hurt, even though it was like a real amusement park like Bush Gardens. Was it Bush Gardens or was it, was, it somewhere else? It, yeah, it was Bush Gardens, but like, we, it was, it was the craziest thing. I I can't I can't believe that people want to go on that, and that also that no one gets hurt on it. So, and that's one that's like got millions of dollars and, uh, you know, ticket sales and everything. It's not just some traveling carnival. Now, Bush Gardens is interesting because, so obviously it's the Anheuser-Busch family who's like, we're going to build a theme park, but also make it into some sort of zoo. Yes. It's like SeaWorld. Yes. You know, that's, it just is an interesting combo. Um, Yeah, true. That's right. Um, Um, Yeah, I, I don't go on any scary rides anymore. Yeah, why would no, you? I go to Disney World a lot, all this other stuff. Disney World doesn't really have that many scary rides, but like, if it goes upside down or spins around really fast, forget it. I'll just go, like, yeah, I'm not interested. So, what about what what uh, foods do you remember or or made an impact on you when you were? In your carnival going days, well, the cla- cotton candy right. that was my all-time favorite, which is just, as far as I can tell, just is like sugar whipped up into that fluff. Yeah. Um. Now, now my father used to do a thing. He liked cotton candy too. You can compact it in your hands into a tiny, tiny, tiny ball. And then just eat that. Right. That's sort of a pro move. That's what he did? Yeah. Huh. Just, uh, what, be more efficient or something? Yeah, I think it's less messy also. Do you think it's better for your teeth to do it that way? 
I don't think that factored in, but it might be. Okay. And then, obviously, if you can get cotton candy that has, like, the blue-pink swirl, that's way better than either just straight blue or straight pink. Uh, What about funnel cakes? Those are really hit or miss, I think. Yeah. Those are, I've had some bad funnel cakes. I don't, you know, even now I wouldn't like them, but I didn't like them as a kid because they were just like, you know, just like this dough that you literally watch them pour into boiling oil. And then they just put cotton, can- uh, sorry, sugar, powdered sugar on it. And like, it's supposed to be so delicious, but you just... It's only good if you really like fried food, which, of course, I do now, but now I can't eat it. I would say this, and because America is now celebrating its diversity and we're now fully multicultural, churros are better than funnel cakes. Yes. Similar, but they're just better. Definitely. Right. So given a choice between funnel cakes or churros... I'll take churros every time. Yeah. We've definitely come a long way. I know. I know. Um, Yeah. I don't remember anything that you could get at a carnival that wasn't deep fried, actually, now. Well, corn dogs are deep fried. Um, Oh, so our our neighborhood street fest is going on right now. Okay. Uh, You can get deep fried Oreos. Nice. Some people really like those. I think it's a little too much for me. Yeah. How about or deep fried butter? Something stupid like that. Like, come on. That's, That's just a thing. gross. I know, but why? It's so gross. I bet Seth would eat it. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a fairly low bar, but he would love it, I bet. So at so you're since you're talking about the one near you, atmosphere is a good one because I was gonna say all the carnivals I remember were just in some flat field somewhere that, you know, everyone could park their car in the grass and then just walk towards the like noise of like machines and you know, the lights and everything. But you're talking about one in the city. Do they have is it do they have rides at the one near you or is it just a neighborhood festival? No, it, no rides. Um, okay. They do have the carnival games, which we can get to later. Uh, they have maybe, bands. It's, maybe you'll win another goldfish. They don't have that there. Oh, okay. It's, I wish they did. It's, you it's can a, win like the giant inflatable crayon. So it's a woke carnival. Right, yeah. right. We were there actually yesterday, and uh, an elderly woman complained that it's also Pride Month, and she complained that our area, our neighborhood, was turning into Halstead Street. <laughs> okay. All right. If you don't know what that is, I don't want to get into it, but if you do... It's funny. I'd say the cat's pretty much out of the bag around there. Oh, <laughs> she, big she time. May, yeah, maybe she hasn't been out of her house yet. In a, you know, no. this century. She was isolating before COVID. Right. Like 30 years before COVID. Yep. 
Um, and yeah, well, the, there are a hundred cats, and they're out of the bag. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, well, so that's is that a memory you'll always have in your uh, in your sack of carnival memories? That one of that that that, of that lady being yeah. an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, that's in my sack. Okay. Well, mine. Uh, yeah, the puking. I don't remember throwing up on anything, but um, I do remember definitely being scared of getting hurt, but also having fun. Um, I don't remember eating cotton candy, maybe popcorn or something like that. That would have been more my speed. Um, and yeah, so. What other kind of memories are there from these these great oh, well, events? Well, here's one. Um, our friend Ian, who lives on the West Coast, we'll call him West Coast Ian. Right. He went to our street fest maybe 15 years ago. And he was really taken aback, which is surprising. He's He's younger than I am and supposedly woke. Yes. And how do how can I phrase this? There are several booths that sold adult merchandise. Okay. Or maybe just one booth. And he didn't like it. He said, it's inappropriate for children. How can you have this at a street fest? Wow. I'm not joking. That's true. Yeah. I know. I, can, so, I, can't, be- I, I can't believe that. That's... I can tell by your voice, but it happened. Okay. It's stunning. Yeah. Um, I know. Okay. Um, so if you were going to go to any sort of carnival theme park, what are your favorite things to do if you were going to go now? Yeah, I mean, you know... I, to be honest, I'm not sure I want to go to one. Um, but I think at this point, I want to go just to see my own kid having fun. Um, because, Which you know. She would. She would, yeah. Uh, and that's maybe good because she hasn't inherited all my, like, anxieties and, like, weirdness yet. Um some of your weirdness. Yeah. But I mean, like so is mine. So I might be okay just like walking around with her and then like if she insists on me going a ride then I can be like oh, you know, my dad he doesn't like these rides but he goes on with me and it it's so funny that he gets scared and everything and then I can sort of pretend like it's an act but it's actually true. <laughs> right. Um right. Right. But uh you know uh, also at Bush Gardens, they have like a, like a big food hall, you know, where you can get like, it's modeled after like a German place and like, they have like entertainment come out and people dancing and everything. And like, oh, even that to me, I, I don't enjoy because everything is so expensive. Like, come on, you know, like just we're already there. Like we're going to eat your food. Just make it $2 cheaper. We'll eat more of it. You know, like everything is so expensive. Um, 
You don't know how the world works, man. No, I, I do. And, you know, anyway, it's not costing them. I know it doesn't cost them $10, you know, to, to pour me a beer. It just doesn't. And I would it have more of $10 them. $10 to pour a thousand beers. If, right. If there were more, if, if there were $5, I would have two, you know, but anyway, I guess I don't so, understand the world. You're right. Or math or a lot of things. Well, there are other things you're good at. Okay. Thank you. I, I'll send you a list later. I have to pray on it. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Um, so when you were a kid, did you ever go to like Six Flags? Yeah. Great America. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, did I you did. go on all the rides there? Yep, uh, probably. The, I did not go on the American Eagle, which was the world's biggest wooden roller coaster. I was too scared. Um, oh, I would go on that one because it didn't go upside down. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that just that just not <laughs> did not appeal to me. Um, I I went and on now, one. Now we don't go. So we took my daughter one year, and she's like, oh, I really liked it, but we didn't really go on any of the big rides. Then the next year, I was like, oh, we'll get, like, season passes. Because really, like, if you go three times, it's the same price as a season pass. So I was like, this makes total sense. Right. Then we went once, and, like, we went on a couple of the – even not the scariest roller coasters, and then we never went back again. Yeah. Well, just it was money well spent. Thank you. Now you don't have to go back. So true. Was you were kind of paying, you know, paying it forward for yourself in the future. Was it? It was a life lesson. Yes. Uh, do you ever go to like Disney World or Disneyland? No. Uh, so my f- my family refused to go to Disney World or any Disney places. Uh, it was real weird. I don't know why. It just our family was like a, a actively not in support of Disney. I didn't watch any Disney movies, uh, and definitely. Going, going to their one of their theme parks. Just no, there was no way we we would just we're that was never going to happen, and it never did happen. I've never been there, um. So, and then you know I'm not going to get eaten by an alligator either. You you can generally avoid that. I've been, to, you know, we love Disney, and I've never been eaten by an alligator. Yeah. Although, to be fair, one year we went and they have like boats that will take you places. So we got on this boat and the boat captain was like, oh, look, there's an alligator over there. And everyone looked. And then probably four weeks later, that's when the kid got eaten by an alligator. Wow. They were very nonchalant about alligators there for a long time. If if I were you, I would never be able to forget that. How how awful. So you actually, you were there, you know, that was like, you know, you met Hitler before he became, you know, who he was. And it's like, 
wouldn't that it doesn't that haunt you like you could have it done was something. like you could have jumped this in. is what it was this is what it was like it was like i met hitler and i could have killed him and prevented everything that happened but i didn't except this scenario was way worse than that right well anyway i i know Thank you, you for bringing that up i know you're coping well with it I'm really not, though. Oh. All right. Well, maybe maybe one of our listeners can chime in with uh, a recommendation for some coping skills or a shrink or something. But Yeah, I've tried know, yoga. Right. Walking. Um, stair climbing. Talking. Sta- walking. Stair falling down. Uh, transcendental meditation. Right. You know, Mike Love from the Beach Boys is my guru. Nice. It hasn't worked. Well, Martin, how about uh, we shift gears here? It seems like a good time in the show for us to uh, switch over to hurrahs and huzzahs. Sure. I have a hurrah this week, and it might go, it's going to be a little unexpected. My hurrah this week goes to Tony LaRusso. Okay. He's been under fire. Long story short, he intentionally walked this hitter on the Dodgers when the guy was down one ball, two strikes. Then the next guy hit a gigantic home run. Right. That's not what the hurrah is about, though. Okay. After the game, when pressed on it, he pulled the ultimate classic move, which was deflect and claim that it was an obvious decision. Everybody would do it all the time. And if you don't intentionally walk that guy in that situation, you don't know baseball and you're sort of an idiot. And he has stuck with that day after day after day. Right. It's the classic move of, I know what I'm doing. You don't. I'll just straight up lie to everybody. I'm impressed. Yeah. Well, it's like, but was he really lying or is he just, you know, it's like, does he believe the, that? And like you said, he might either way. He probably, well, yeah, I'm, I have to say that, um, and actually my huzzah is to Tony LaRusso. I have to actually admit that I had no idea that it would be that it would be this much drama around him after they hired him. I was not happy about it, I have to admit. Then I felt pretty good about it for a while. Um it just it just is so it in hindsight it looks so dumb, but like Jerry Reinsdorf is supposed to be good at this. Like he's supposed to be good at building winning team, you know, not building them, but paying for everything. And there's absolutely no way that it wasn't entirely his decision to have LaRusso be the manager that no one, there's no way anyone was like, you know, I wonder if Tony LaRusso would come like manage the team. So yeah, we better get him now, otherwise some other team will hire him. <laughs> right, right. Um, 
I, I just can't believe it. You know, again, he's not out there on the field. He is, you know, he can only do so much, but everything he does now looks bad. And, you know, uh, I, I didn't appreciate him insisting that he was right and everyone else was wrong because you're, if you've been a manager that long in the Hall of Fame and everything, you're just supposed to, I don't know, have a better, some better comebacks or something. I don't know. Or just be like, yeah, I screwed or, it up. I wish, yeah, I, I, wish I hadn't done I that. Yeah. But that, yeah. It, it, it really blew up in my face. That, exactly. You're right. Our team looks terrible and we're all freaking out. Yes, me too. Uh but you know, we'll, we'll get out so there that's again. What me too is about. Yes, for me it is. Right. Um, yeah, I you know, there's no way he's you know at this point, it's it's the worst case scenario. There's no way he's going to resign. He would you know if he has to be in there with uh, you know like in the like in the Simpsons where it's just his head inside of a like thing of like life juice because his body is gone <laughs> and he's still it's managing all, the game. It's the games. same stuff that they put Luke Skywalker yeah, in the, the back to recover. Tank. Yeah. Yes. And he'll be there still managing. He's never going to quit. And, you know, Reinsdorf, he's screwed. He's never going to admit that he's screwed up. So they're just screwed. So, uh, you know, but he's the only one that can just be like, you know, I see where this is going. Um, I'm going to step aside for the good of the team. You know, I, you know, I don't need this. I, I've, I'm a hall of fame ba- baseball person already, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Well, well, it was her best show ever. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. And if you haven't checked us out on Instagram, we have a brand new presence there. It's totally lit as the kids would say. Yep. And we have, we have the, we have a real, like, filmmaker, like a person that that it's excels at visual, you know, presentation and themes and stuff. He is our new uh, Instagram manager. So, in some ways, he's our new Instagram manager, but in a more real way, he's our only Instagram manager. I promised him we would pay him twenty thousand cents. And then I was like, oh, that's still a lot of money. Well, eventually, he'll get paid. Right. One, we'll start out one penny per day. And then when he's done, you know, it's like an annuity. Exactly. Well, well, we'll make a balloon payment in 100 years. <laughs> right. Right. Well, perfect. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, our next show next week, Martin. And in the meantime. Yeah, me too. Yeah. In the meantime, I hope everyone has a great week. See you next time.